You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. All right, today we're going to open up some spiritual technologies, uh, and these can be found in sacred texts, not just the Bible, but other sacred texts from Buddhism to to um, Taoism and back over to Christian um, wisdom, Judeo-Christian wisdom. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of areas that we can find these nuggets of truth, and let's see what they can, how they can help us today with our health and with everything else, with all the division that we see in the world. Of course, you know, they speak about the, in, the world will end in a great division, and so we're at the beginning of that right now, and like a big, I guess you could say, wedge is happening, and I do think that sometimes this wedge, this huge beginning shift where things divide into two, is also an opportunity for threefolding, meaning there's something that comes out through the center there, and and there there can be positive um, uh, results from this what seems to be a crushing division at first. Um, now I don't know if that positive always works out in every environment externally, but I know that internally a lot of people find deeper truths through some of these challenges, even though it doesn't seem fun or feel fun when you're in it. And I'm sure the division runs down into your home and your work and even your couple and everything. It's so deep right now what's happening. Uh, even church, like councils, and city councils, all these places where people come together, <laughs> they're just all fighting. So it's kind of going around. And, um, you know, somewhere it says, do not be deceived, do not let yourself be deceived. And I was thinking about what that meant. You know, deceived means to be cut in two. Um, to, so, I mean, that's one way you can take the word. Um, like dissection. Um, or cut out, or cutting something out from the whole. You know, that's another way you could say it. But anyway, so we have to use our spirit and our mind to reconnect to the whole, whatever that is. You know, we see all these things on TV and we just see that division. We don't think, wait a minute, how is this connected to the whole? Um, so one of the things I was thinking of was the washing of the feet. You know, you have this image in the Bible of Christ washing the feet. And I was thinking of it and I was like, I wonder what that means. <laughs> You know, I'm not like some expert or professional, but I was just meditating on it and thinking about it. And I was like, huh, I, it almost seems like you're trying to be of service to somebody, even though what you're, what they're giving to you is the dirtiest part of themselves. <laughs> so they give you the dirtiest part of themselves and then, you know, that, that leads to, um, you know, you stay in service despite that. Like, the, despite the the dirtiest part, their most virulent, vicious part, you still stay of service. Now I was thinking, wow, that sounds like love your enemy, too, which we've heard before. Like, what does that mean, love your enemy? Um, so enemy means that which opposes you. So something opposite to you, what is that, you know, in yourself? It's something that's 
you know, could bring about balance, possibly, too, because you have this opposition, and then you find yourself kind of having to find your ground in the middle or or semi-middle or whatever it is you have to find to, to find balance there. And so that helps you to, to, can help to get a better footing and a better understanding of what's in front of you and maybe you learn something about the other. And then I also think of like, you know, when you get inside yourself, the deeper you go, the more you realize that the self and the other is one. You know, like in the Bible it says, love one another. And I like this expression because it's basically saying love one and another. Because that's what another means. And another. It's it's contracted, but it's it means you love one and another. So you love yourself and others. You love others as you would be loved. You love others as you love yourself. There's many ways of saying the same thing, but it means that you have to have your self-love first. Or it doesn't have to be always in perfect order. You can kind of do a little you know, trial and error before you have perfect self-love or even close. But, but what I mean is there's kind of a, a need to have your own boundary and dignity and, and, and respect, self-respect, before you can really um, connect to that in someone else. You know, you have to have really played with your own autonomy before you can really connect with what that, how that helps another. Um, so it just helps to deepen. The more you think about these ideas, the more you deepen. And the more you deepen, you realize that the self and the other, it's like a V. I don't know if it's, who said that V for vulnerable? I don't know. But it's like a V. And when you dip down into that V, at the bottom of it, you don't have opposition. You have opposition and love your enemy at the top part of it because your enemy is opposing you. Um, but as you get to the bottom of it in your depths, and that can happen internally, the, outer, the, out, the external may stay the same. They may still be opposing you externally, but as you go deeper and deeper within yourself, you realize that there is a oneness there. There's something that if I hurt them, I hurt me. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't believe that the wisdom in the Bible is passive. I think there's a lot of war and there's a lot of people fighting for their rights and freedom and and all these things, just like, you know, the Revolutionary War, Independence, and you had to fight for those rights and the Bill of Rights and everything else. So that's, that's, a, that's, that's a given. But, um, but I do think that, you know, it's, it's not about just compassionating on everyone either. It's about learning how to, um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like, you have to combine the masculine and the feminine. I know that's not the right way to look at it. It's more like active and passive. But um, And so sometimes the things we, we have, like these messages, like love your enemy, it almost sounds like one-sided. It's like, okay, I just have to show love now. I just buckle up. and Whatever they're doing, I have to just be more loving. And then if I get to a perfect state, which is one of the most dangerous things in the world, is perfectionism because it's impossible. So it keeps you in a state of eternal victimhood. But... So this perfectionism, if I, you know, I, I, if I'm, I'm not wary of perfectionism, I forget that we all have these, there is no perfect state, you know, where you get, where you overcome these things and you're like, oh my God, I just went to my mother's house and stayed for Christmas and hung out with them like very close for 10 days and nobody ever pushed a button. I was just amazingly peaceful and nothing could bother me. You know, it's like, that's not going to happen. You know, it's like uh, Ram Das or whoever said that, you know, like, if you think you're evolved, go visit. Go take a week, spend a week with your parents. So, 
Anyway, so it's all about having boundaries and structure, too, in some of those situations. Your parents may or may not be, you know, some parents are still toxic. Some parents are, um, um, there's relationships that need healing. Some some people don't want to focus on, but some people are still caught up in the blame game, and you can't break through that. So you have to have, find the right space, the right distance to show, to still be of service. So if you want to still be of service to someone who's toxic, well, sometimes you, you can. You have to put up a wall, but then sometimes you can. You can, you know, see them less time and pray for them on the way there and back, and you can just meet them for a shorter, you know, meeting and, and just try to keep those things short and sweet to the degree that you're trying to help make sure that that person has a decent experience because of those things that that person may not be able to not act out on. You're allowing that a different frame. So it's just you're bringing creativity to that place and love. So in that sense, you're loving your enemy. But it doesn't mean you're condoning violence or condoning, um, you know, people who can harm you. I mean, people can vaccinate your kid. They can harm you, you know. Like that's one of the, you know, that's one of the worst things you can do to a child is vaccinate them, especially in today's world. I mean, there may have been some combinations at some point, but now this, we could we could overcome these many things without vaccines they've become this mono theism of this is the only way that you can do something is through this and it's ridiculous like we did it for millennia without that and we don't need it now um so you can refuse modern medicine to a certain degree um when it comes to injecting a bunch of things into your body or whatever but and still accept it in its urgency care and some of its other you know, sharper moments where it is good. You can be thankful for the miracles of modern medicine. You get in a car wreck or your pregnancy goes bad and goes south and they're able to pull you out and all the different things they can do. But you shouldn't uh, conflate that with, you know, getting a bunch of mercury sh or aluminum, you know, shot into your body. You know, there's just, you can't be... Um, you can't just apples and oranges all over that. You know, you have to kind of be able to discern what's happening, which is which is part of the good side of what we're, we're needing from this, this part of us or this part of society and then what's bad. So it's just like anything else. You have to be able to discern. So I know that was a little side shot on whatever vaccines, but it's just to say that um, these, t these technologies, these spiritual technologies of love your enemy and things, they're, they're of the same nature. I mean... You know, even the worst people on the planet, the most pedophile, like kidnapping, raping, even cannibalizing, just you can, get, you can pick the worst thing ever, the most intensely worse and horrible pain-causing individual on the planet, low vibration. And, um, and then you, you still can apply these rules. And even, maybe even more so there. Because that's where they really prove their, their worth. Because it takes a lot of courage for you to be able to get to a point where you can understand that that person is suffering. Now, that doesn't mean that you should hand your kids over to them or even get near them or even not have a boundary structured way of, of interfacing with that whole entity or that whole idea. I mean, that you may have to stay away from that too. But what I mean is it's, it's not about letting your boundaries down and 
and just walking, you know, straight to the dictator, you know, bending over and like, here, whatever you need, you know, like not fighting. So it's not that you have to be an individual. Um, you have to be undivided within yourself. That's what the individual means. But, um, but at the same time, you can still have compassion for the suffering of that darkest of dark person. You know, like I tried to pick like, I guess a long time ago, if you would ask me what my political position was, it was just, I just try to do anything the Bushes aren't doing. Whatever they're doing, I try to do the opposite. <laughs> and so that doesn't always work because sometimes you can be played when you're that predictable, even if you're doing the opposite. Um, it was, you know, that was, that's a good, and that's a good example for me. Can you pray for, you know, George Bush, you know, or his father, you know, when you know that they armed the world and they, they created so much pain and bloodshed. And, and so it's like, can you, you know, have compassion and see that in some way that broken soul, that shattered soul, that that whatever entity was able to, to work through because of all the shattering, the, the, the actual true nature of the personality, the true vertical part of the personality was not there. And so something else stepped in. Um, and from very early on, um, you know, have sympathy for that path that that person is on. Um, you know, who knows, maybe in the next five lives, there'll be gypsies or something. And you know how horrible that existence is. So you never know what karma, you know, meets out for different people. But it, karma does work. It does. It does. You do. You don't have to pass judgment or hate them because they, the karma will provide the, the compensation. And so knowing that, it's like you can try to have, you can say a prayer even for your greatest enemy. You know, and I think Gandhi was knew that. You know, he had a lot of people that would have probably just preferred to knock him off and get him out of there. But because of all the trouble he caused trying to destroy the British Empire, or take it down through, you know, freeing India. And he, but he always would, like, not only pray for his enemies, but he would always try to be cordial and be pleasing to them and try to, not pleasing, I guess that's not the right word, but he would try to um, always be diplomatic and um, polite and respectful. And if he could meet their needs, then he would. Um, uh, and but he was also very firm in his convictions. Um, so that's just one of those examples where you maintain that love for something which is opposing you, but at the same time, it doesn't mean you have to stop in that opposition. But at a deeper level, you don't have to be in opposition. So the goal is not to be fighting per se. I mean, it is a fight. It's a fight just to stand up. There's gravity. I mean, so it's not a fight, but there is something that has to be overcome. And so, um, but you lose a lot of energy in fighting, per se. So it would be better if you ever look at, like, St. Michael and the Dragon by Raphael. You see this piece. Um, I used to go look at this. I used to go stare at this this painting in the, in the Louvre. And I lived in France. I was lucky to have that one there. And I would go there and, and stare at it. And it was like, you know, this. you see this devil on the bottom with this double 
horn, you know, this horn thing, and so it's division and it's dividing. And yeah, the word devil itself means to to throw, um, um, like I think it means to throw from both sides. That's what it is to attack from both sides. And so that's what we see happening right now. It's like we, if we thought it was just the attack coming from one side, that would be easy. But if they, if one entity attacks from both sides. Well, then how do you figure that one out? You know? You're like, oh my God, it's Black Lives Matter. No, it's all these white supremacists. You're like, wait a minute, what if there's one group that's pushing both? <laughs> or at least pushing the illusion or the lies of both? Or, or you know, maybe it's not exactly that exact thing. It could be, it could be you know, filling, you know, Black Lives Matter with a bunch of migrants or other people that have nothing to do with that movement or criminals, you know, and it's blending them in there. So there's another double thing that you have to figure out. So it's not just as cut and dry or black and white. There's many different di dividing forks built into it. So anyway, um, but it still works. Um, like when you look at that St. Michael, you see this archangel or whatever Michael, you see this, this peace on his face, like this, this, this air of peace. But he's not—he's not technically fighting, but he is. He's in this like a state of, you know, he's got this spear and he's kind of holding a distance between him and this 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 lower part. And if you see it as himself, it could be his instinct and all that. And this this cold mind, which is reading the instinct, creating a balance in the middle, which is like you know warm thinking. And and so this 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 is kind of the spear of thinking, the spear of truth, and all that. So really powerful image um, which is like I guess in Taoist philosophy they call it non-fighting you know it's like you're fighting but you're not you know like you're it's like this notion of it seems like you're doing but you're not you know like so anyway that's kind of what I came up with on some of these things and how they can be used today these spiritual technologies to get underneath what's happening um, and try to find prayers on on all sides but then stay awake you know like it says in the bible as well be as wise as serpents but gentle as doves i send you out as sheep among wolves so um so what does that mean you know, we do have to stay sharp. We have to be as sharp as the serpents, like as sharp as the sharpest Darth Vader. We have to be that sharp. And it's painful to be that sharp. You have to change your thinking into a way which is not the way most people think. You know, when you start thinking that, you know, they could dress up anybody with a mask and pretend that it's a protest and then they can come, you know, shoot people and all this, you know, once you start to realize deception can totally happen in all these areas, then you start realizing, wait a minute, we got to have more discernment. This 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 could be a heist. This could just be an excuse to do something totally different. We could all be fighting over X and Y, but Z would show up, and you're like, what? So that's divide and conquer, you know. So anyway, um, yeah, just trying to find peace myself and just stay in the middle if I can, you know. Try to stay in the middle as much as I can doesn't mean neutral or whatever. You know, I read something on by Solzhenitsyn that he said, you know, all this stuff was happening and we, we remembered when they came after all these cities and villages and they arrested even a quarter of Leningrad. Uh, but he said that just everybody was afraid for their own survival and because of that, 
Um, instead of thinking to ambush the soldiers that were coming looking for them, you know, with four or five guys and some pickaxes or whatever they had, um, everybody just thought to think for their survival. And what a great mistake it was because then that became the gulags and the camps and all that, that all those millions of people who died over there because there was that fear there and people weren't able to act in the right moment. And he even says in the quote that we deserved what we got. And it's strange to think that because you're like, well, where's God when you need him? But it's like, in a sense, there's some truth to the fact that it's not that we deserve, but there's some truth to the fact that we have to become wise as serpent. You know, we have to become that wise to know that we have to have that intuition and that faith and those things that help us to do the right thing at the right time. Um, otherwise, we just go act out of fear and survival and everybody's in group herd mentality, then we end up getting the consequence of group mentality, which is lambs to the slaughter, and this whole kind of thing happens, you know? So you need that individualism, you need that there, and the world may not have been ready yet in that part, but it's going to build up to that. So anyway, I'm not saying that there's going to be a, a peaceful revolution and everybody's going to, it's all going to work out, but I think that there will be pockets of safety and freedom and freedom fighters. There will always be pockets of that everywhere. And we will always be able to find freedom if we seek it. Um, and we're paying attention and we're not allowing ourselves to be deceived. So anyway, I don't know what this podcast and how it connects to everything else that I do on the Heart of Traditions. But yeah, you hear most of our podcasts are on supplements, well, they're on transdermal magnesium glass bottles over at theheartoftradition.com. Um, but, you know, because I'm always trying to work on the most important things that people need, <laughs> whether that be some sort of spiritual wisdom, if I can find any for my own, you know, very stubborn, have to learn the hard way experience, <laughs> or food, or mm, supplements, or anything else that can help others. So anyway, come check us out at theheartoftradition.com. Thanks.